Hey guys, welcome to Rambling Roy's, a podcast where we seek to see how Jesus intersects our everyday lives. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And we also have with us... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to introduce me. I thought maybe that was standard protocol for a guest, that the guest gets an introduction. But Might be. I'm Josh. Uh, I'm the campus minister with RUF. Welcome. Thanks for having me on, guys. I, I feel really honored. I've never been on a podcast before. Well, neither had we until now. <laughs> your first podcast is one of the most popular Christian podcasts out there. Oh, yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. You're off to a good start, Josh. Mm. Yes. Yes. As I do. So, the usual question that me and Amanda usually ask each other, but we'll ask you today is uh, How's your day been? You know, my day has been a little hectic today. It's it's been one of the one of those days, a little bit crazy around the house. Had a had a three a.m. wake up call. Ooh. Uh, so I've got my yeah I'm yeah I'm I'm powering through with my Starbucks today. Starbucks and Jesus. That's all you need. There's How about a you guys? Over my bed that says, "All I need is coffee and Jesus." Ooh. Some mood. Yeah, I, 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 uh, unlike you two, I slept pretty well last night, and I haven't had any coffee today, but I'm drinking milk, so. Mm, nasty. Wait, what, what, what was your wake-up call from, Amanda? I don't know. The world <laughs> wanted me to be awake at 2.30 until 5.30. I heard some, uh, Ooh. Gr- I, I sleep with my window open, because it's, it's rarely, it's really nice outside right now. And like four-ish, I was like about to fall asleep. I could like feel it. And then in the distance, I could hear someone like blood curdling screaming. Like they were about to get murdered. And I was like, well, I'm not sleeping now. (laughs) It was great. No, I was up for a while for no reason. It's pretty, pretty typical thing that happens to me. Classic. Classic. I, for some reason, I didn't anticipate that you're going to say blood curdling, <laughs> and so I just thought you were going to say like you heard blood. I was about to really like that was blowing my mind for like a split second. <laughs> yeah, I, I can hear, hear blood. blood. I can hear like, the that's, blood that's power. I can hear you, but I but won't. I won't. <laughs> so oh. we have compiled a list of questions. Um, most of them. Asked by the students, some of them me and Amanda came up with. <laughs> so we are going to ask you some. So your first yeah. question, Josh Grimm, is how did you end up in RUF? How did I end up in RUF? That's a great question. Yeah, so I was a student uh, in RUF at Erskine College, and I was actually pretty resistant to RUF my freshman year. I came in from a Christian background, but... Uh, just for different reasons and kind of misunderstandings of RUF, was not really a fan from a distance. And I had some friends who were really persistent inviting me and finally um, reached out to the campus minister and he took me out to lunch. And I I challenged him on the things that I thought were wrong with this ministry that I had never been a part of. And uh, he, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he answered my questions really well. Um, and so I started coming, and RUF made a big impact on my life when I was in college uh, those last three years, giving me a place of a community uh, and just being an encouragement to me and my parents' divorce when I was in college and 
just a lot of family mess and mess that impacted me. And RUF was kind of my safe space um, of encouragement and being built up in the gospel. I still, I didn't think I would go into campus ministry though. I was kind of on the fence between academics and pastoral ministry coming out of college and uh, just kind of floundered a bit. And then long story short, ended up in Charlotte uh, to come to seminary and work at a small church as an intern and uh, got interested in Queens and uh, ministry at Queens. And that was uh, part of how I ended up at RUF now. Man, it's a good story. That's really good. So looking back on it, um, you mentioned academics and uh, pastoral ministry. Is there a part of you that still wants to do those maybe in the future? Or is there a part of you that would want to do that right now instead? Ooh, spicy. Ooh, spicy, spicy. Yeah. And I guess I kind of hate the phrasing of like, well, with pastoral ministry, like I definitely consider RUF to be pastoral ministry. So Mm-hmm. Right, since I'm a pastor, so I do see myself as being in pastoral ministry. But yeah, I think I mean one of the distinctives of RUF is that we're sponsored by a church, right, uh, nationally by the Presbyterian Church in America. And so I think if you're a pastor, campus pastor in RUF, there's always some, you know, you have a love of the church, and so there's always uh, some kind of thought of, oh, maybe one day God will call me to work in a local church or plan a church. Um, I don't know, but what I do know is that I love doing what I do with RUF and right now can't see myself doing anything else. Boom. Love that answer. Amazing. You guys aren't getting rid of me. I'm sorry. Oh no. Dang it. (laughs) All right, Amanda, I know you have a question for him. Yes. um, My favorite question to ask people right now is what is your quarantine snack? What is like the thing that you don't normally snack on, but right now it hits the spot? Mm. Well, I don't know if I actually have like an unusual snack, but I've been eating too much ice cream. (laughs) uh, because The the last time, which thankfully I've been exercising more. So it's kind of offset, like, you know, not Mm -hmm. necessarily hitting my weight loss goal, that I'm maintaining, mm-hmm. uh, which speaks to how much ice cream I've eaten probably because <laughs> I have been exercising a good bit uh, in the, the quarantine environment. But yeah, I actually went to Costco the other week and so she, she loaded up on ice cream. So yeah, yeah I've, I've, that, that's been, it's been like the nightly uh, routine of ice cream for me. Nice. Pray, pray for my ice cream, ice cream consumption, please. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what is your quarantine snack of choice right now? Yeah, oh, I don't know if I have a snack of choice, but something that I've eaten more of recently mm-hmm. is bagels. I knew you were going to say bagels. Whether it be cream cheese or peanut butter, I've had it for lunch like four times recently. Yeah. Nice. I, don't I don't know if I'm proud about it, but I'm not upset about it. <laughs> I feel that. My snack of choice has been, it's kind of weird, it's been bread and butter pickles. Oh, I told it. I said what yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I ate a whole jar of bread and butter pickles between Friday and today. Wow. Have you been a bread and butter pickle fan before? Or is this like yes. completely new? I yeah. just got into bread and butter pickles like 
such a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> Everyone um, does. All the cool kids are getting into him. I got into liking them. I was like really repulsed by them for a very long time. I think like last year around this time, I tried bread and butter pickles and I was like, wait, why do I just have this assumption of them being nasty? And I've been really liking them since. Amazing. A healthy, a healthy snack for the people. Healthy-ish. Dill pickles are a lot more healthy, but they're not as fun to eat. Why are dill pickles more healthy? They just they don't have sugar. Unlike right about, I forgot that they have sugar. Yeah. But not the fat of ice cream, though. So. I mean, that's fair. That's very fair. To be fair. Maybe that's going to be my cold turkey snack to kind of bring me down, you know, <laughs> off the ice cream addiction. <laughs> it's somewhere. I guess it wouldn't be cold turkey, but you know, it's like between ice cream warm turkey. Or... Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, sorry guys. This is what our staff meetings are like. You're, just, you're, you're having that inflicted upon you. This is, I think, a little bit more tame than our staff meetings usually are. Uh, pro- yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. To be fair. Okay, Nick. What's your next so, question? Oh man. So you're on a desert island, Josh. You have three meals, and that includes like. Your drink with the meal, the side, the main course, the dessert, dessert, whatever. You have three meals. What are your three meals? Mm. I think first meal, like a good steak with, yeah, sorry, Banda, (laughs) mashed potatoes, uh, some nice Brussels sprouts, wine, maybe like a a chocolate cheesecake or something like that. Mm. I think that's meal number one. That's meal number two. <laughs> yeah. Meal number two. You know, I think after the steak, I, I want to dial it down a notch. So I go like pizza. Nice. Yeah, that's get, dialing get, it down for sure. Dialing down a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I want some comfort food. So I do pizza. What toppings? Uh, but I, I get a little uh, pepperoni. Yo, pepperoni. I, I'm keeping it basic. I'm on the desert island. I need my comfort food. So pepperoni, keep it basic, but I'll add a little wrinkle. I'll do a glass of bourbon. Bourbon with pizza. Bourbon with my pizza. And then third meal, uh, I need to be healthy after all this. So I'll do like a a nice salad, chicken, um, like some raisins, almonds. Wait, wait, wait. A a, a nice light (laughs) vinaigrette dressing. I just I'm just feeling raisins right now. I usually don't do raisins in my salad, but I'm oh, I forgot this was a salad. I was just not I like I tuned that part out. All I heard was like chicken and raisins. Raisin. <laughs> I like I like my chickens baked with raisins, like within them. Ew. <laughs> that would be disgusting. Are you gonna drink like a green smoothie with it? <laughs> it mm. only makes sense. For, in honor of you guys, I will. Ew, gross. <laughs> I, I dig it. Because <laughs> I miss you so much since I'm on this desert island. So. True. Tender. There we go. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Do you have another question for Josh before we get into some student questions? Yeah. Um, who is your favorite Friends character? Ooh. And why? 
The why is the important part. That's really hard. I feel like for me consistently, and RIP friends being on Netflix, by the way. I'm so hurt. Especially in this time of uh, national disaster. I feel like that would have been a great, you know, I feel like president, I'm not trying to be political here, but I think president Trump should have negotiated to bring friends back on Netflix for the people. Just for the the people. people. For the people. people. That's all I'm saying. Not trying to be political again, but anyway, for me, it's a tie between Chandler and Phoebe. Ooh. Yeah, because I love the sarcasm of Chandler. I love his uh, his openness about his you know self image issues, and even though my messed up family is very different from his, I relate to the messed up family and the sense of being screwed over by your messed up family kind of thing. Um, but then Phoebe, you know, is just such a free spirit and so random. Like I feel like there's a sense in which, like. If my id could be unleashed, like there would be a little bit of Phoebe in it and just kind of like the weird out of nowhere comments. Um, to it, but it's kind of a tie for me. It, it depends on my mood. I like that. I like that your answers were also very like, I've thought about this before. <laughs> I have. And yeah. I have a reasoning. This is important. How can you live a life worth living unless you've thought about that question? That's fair. That's very fair. Homework, whoever's listening to this. Get it together. What else are you doing? That's true. What else are you doing if you're not trying to figure out who your favorite friend's character is and why and have a solid why? Come on now. Okay. I think we're so, going to go uh, student One more questions. question before, oh. before we get to student questions. That, I was wrong. Yeah, sorry. I just saw another one. Um, this is like a two-part question. Uh-oh. I don't do those. I'm sorry. You didn't talk to my agent before this. (laughs) You don't. I didn't talk to Justin. First part is. Ooh, burn. Why do you run? And also, how dare you run? (laughs) I second both of those questions. You know, well, the first one, um, growing up with my dad, exercising with him, uh, you know, I was homeschooled for a lot of my growing up years. And. Yeah, we would do, yeah, we would do, you know, physical education <laughs> together and there was a green way near our house. And so like starting in middle school, we would go out to the green way and, you know, he would do, he'd have us do, have me do push up, sit ups and run. And so like running was a part of the homeschool PE routine and I hated running then. So I was a how dare you run person to my dad <laughs> then in middle school. But then I started playing tennis towards the end of middle school. And with tennis, you've got you've to run. And so I started to get into running more, mainly for my tennis. But I had a really good coach who pushed me to run. And as he pushed me to run, I started to enjoy it. And then I even started doing like, you know, some 5Ks and 10Ks with my dad, like in high school. And it became kind of like a place of um, sanctuary for me, running by myself, running with friends. That was my not so subtle way of trying to hang out with girls that I had a crush on in high school. It was like, hey, let's let's go for a run. Did uh, that I ever did that work? Kind of thing and you know, it actually, it did, I mean, it never went anywhere in relationships, but it they they would run with me. Yeah, Oof. yeah, they'd run with me, play tennis with me. I mean, they're like you know, usually it's girls that were my friends that I had a crush on, but yeah. You know, so, but it just kind of became like the stress relief thing for me that I enjoyed. Um, I have a question for both of you. Did you pick your names on the screen? 
Like, do y'all know what your names are on here? That's it. This yeah, that was that was given to me. Yeah, your yours is energetic emoji, and yours is creative keynote. I've never like I just noticed that. I didn't know if you picked that. Like that's not not fit, though. I've always thought of myself as a creative keynote. So that's fair. You know, do I have any? I've always thought of Nick as kind of like. Yours is I've your always thought of Nick as like an energetic emoji. So <laughs> he is energetic emoji. All right. So on that note, on that creative keynote. We'll, we'll get to some student ask questions. So Amanda's rolling her eyes right now, yeah. by the way. Just yeah. just so you, you know her silence and she the impact of it. Uh, first student ask question is um, do you feel anxiety and or stage fright before you preach? And how do you deal with that? Yeah. I would say like the um, I don't know about like stage fright per se, but definitely like there's some level of like just intensity of feeling most of the time, like right before I preach. Um, and sometimes it is like probably more, it feels more like anxiety. Um, and some of it is just like going through the experience of like the repetition of preaching, like it, like getting used to that. But for me, it's also uh, just a really like a spiritual dynamic of consistently learning to trust God uh, as I, before I go to preach that I'm not doing it because of, you know, just myself, but, you know, I've been called to ministry and you know, it's part of using the gifts that God has given me. And so there's a little bit of like, well, like it or not, buddy, this is, uh, this is what you're doing right now. And I do, like, I love, I love preaching, but um, it's always kind of like, I, I usually have some, something cross my mind before I preach of what the heck are you doing getting up there and Jesus help me. And then it's leaning into navigating, just like um, growing in the awareness of even how I feel while I preach and physically how I feel and like how my voice sounds, uh, how I can hear it, my breathing, and just like trying to trust Jesus in that and just just trying to like immerse myself in doing it as opposed to analyzing it. Because it's when you analyze it and start thinking about yourself instead of, well, this is God's word. These are the people I'm trying to reach that I, I'm trying to reach because I care about them that you, if, when you get in your head, that's when it doesn't go as well as opposed to when you just kind of lose yourself in it. And then at the end of it, it's like, Whoa, like it, a lot of times it almost feels like an out of body experience for me where it's like, I mean, to the extent that there's good in it, it wasn't necessarily me, but it's like, you just, you feel kind of carried along by the Lord, uh, which it, it's cool. So you're it's scary. When Eminem says lose yourself, he's correct. <laughs> maybe he had preaching in mind you know i, th I think so I, choose I, I don't know who knows what was on his mind when he i would like to think that eminem had preaching on his mind when he wrote that song <laughs> you know you can just see if his life went a different direction like you could see eminem you know being a preacher man like i mean he's got he, he can maybe. proclaim yeah he can spit it mm -hmm. yeah. so next question Amanda, do you have the next student question? I actually don't know which ones were approved. Oh, right. So I wasn't here for that conversation. So what's the deal with tithing, Josh? Yeah, what's the deal with tithing? So in the Old Testament, and I did not like go back to research chapter and verse on this, and uh, apologies to my seminary professors, I don't remember off the top of my head 
uh, chapter and verse on this, but you know, in the Old Testament, they're supposed to bring a portion of, you know, their their produce and and things like that uh, to worship, uh, because as a way of acknowledging God's lordship uh, over the life of the people of Israel, uh, that everything comes from God, and so we return a portion of what we have back to God. And while in the New Testament, it's not necessarily an explicit command of a you know ten percent tithe. That same principle carries over where consistently throughout his letters, the Apostle Paul is saying, you know, "Let's partner in ministry." He talks about taking an offering in First Corinthians uh, for the poor church in Jerusalem, and so there's this assumption that that principle of giving carries over into the New Testament as well. Thank yeah. you for that. That was good. Good stuff. I think you did your professors good. Yeah, they're proud. I appreciate that. Yeah, they're, they're so proud. So um, another question, a little off topic from what we've been asking, but um, what's what's your opinion on the rapper 21 Savage? Ooh, <laughs> good question. You know, I'm, I'm behind on my 21 Savage listening I think I added 21 Savage to Google Play at some point and have not returned there. Um, yeah, I'd say like the past couple of years, I, I've been in and out of rap a little bit, more like, you know, Chance the Rapper type stuff. Um, lately. Stan, Chance the Rapper, though. So good. What, what did you say? We stan Chance the Rapper. We do stan him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> It, it means like we're really big fans of like you know okay. Eminem song Stan. No, no. Oh, this is a whole different rabbit hole we have to go down. Then yeah, well, I'll send you that song. But yeah, e- educate y'all, educate gas. me on that. He's definitely gas. <laughs> I'm sure I do know what that means. I'm sure, I'm sure my OG Keller's here. Um, yeah, you know I don't know why I've been I've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening. I've been listening to more classical music lately. I was on a jazz kick for a while, and I've been listening to classical music lately. So nice. here I am. I'm just Great being myself. Instrumental classical music. That's where I've been. Yeah, like uh, I was listening to some Bach the other night. Yeah, mainly because I, I was reading this biography of Bach for a while, and then I got tired of it, and so I shelved it for like a year and a half, and I just I picked it up in coronavirus land. And so then I was like, well, I'm reading about Bach. I might as well listen to some Bach. That's a, that's I a mean, ch- that's fair. It, it's probably going to push me back to rap, though, because sometimes, you know, I miss, <laughs> I need a little more rhythm than what Bach can give me. That's a, that's a chicken's favorite producer. Bach, Bach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was awful. <laughs> Fantastic. That's why they pay Nick the big bucks, folks. <laughs> the big box. Oh no! I kind of thought that as well, but I didn't want to say it. So, Josh, last question: Uh, Why do you baptize babies? Why? Why do I can't? I can't hear what you. uh, I can't hear what you said. Why do you baptize babies? Bapt. Okay, it sounds like you're saying like, why do you bap babies? It's like, well, I hope we don't bap babies. That sounds violent. Sounds violent. Yeah. So I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I won't explain that. 
yeah, so for for me and for uh, the Presbyterian tradition that is foundational to us in RUF, I'd say it's it's actually kind of similar to tithing, and that in the Old Testament, uh, the boys, the infant boys of believers, were circumcised. <laughs> Uh, not as a health practice, but as a sign of God's covenant, uh, that God's covenant promises go not or not just for the parents, but for the children as well. Um, and that those, you know, those promises are not dependent on actually having faith to receive the sign of the covenant, right? And so in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul uh, in Colossians talks about baptism as the circumcision of Christ. And there's this sense throughout the New Testament that you know, baptism uh, initiates you into the new covenant that Jesus has inaugurated into the life of the church. But this isn't a completely new thing, but this is taking over the life of Israel in the Old Testament. And so if the if God, and then in Acts 2, when the apostle Peter is preaching, he says, you know, well, you know, the people are saying, well, what should we do? And he says, well, repent and be baptized uh, for the promises are to you and to your children, to as many who are far off that the Lord our God will call. And so there seems to be this operating assumption in the New Testament that God's promises are for the children of believers in the New Testament, just as they were in the Old Testament. And if the children of believers receive the covenant sign in the Old Testament, uh, then why when the children of believers in the New Testament receive the covenant sign as well? When that, you know, that principle is never taken away in the New Testament, you even see like Paul in Ephesians 6 telling children, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. He's not saying you guys are outside the covenant, but he's operating under the assumption that the children of believers um, are to be raised as Christians. And that means like everybody else who's baptized, you're continually called to faith and repentance. And it's not like an automatic, you know, we think you're regenerated by being baptized or once saved, always saved by being baptized, but that uh, those promises of God are for you, for you to believe them uh, and to know that if you've received that sign, then that's God's promised you that if you trust him, that he will save you. Boom. So good. Well, as we, as we finish up here, thank you, Josh, for coming on to the show and rambling with some Roy's. Ooh. And uh, do you have any closing remarks? I, you know, I've been a big fan of the podcast. So glad to be on the podcast and just to everyone. Uh, stay safe. Keep your social distancing up. Keep praying. And you know, uh, Amanda, Nick, and myself are, are here to still be in communication with you guys. And we love to talk with you, text with you, video call you, uh, play Fortnite with you. Uh, we're still here to help encourage you and, and point you to Jesus. So Amen. stay in touch. We love you guys. Oh, that was really tender. Amen. Okay, so thanks for listening, you guys. Um, have a dumb, blessed day. Soli Deo Gloria. <laughs>